Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your life. Welcome to the daily devotional uh, of sorts, because I'm still not a cult leader. I'm telling you, that show is fascinating. If you don't have HBO, um, I'm not sure how else to watch it, but The Vow, crazy. And, you know, a couple of episodes, like I said, that lady was trying to explain how it all just seems so normal. And it's not. Being in a cult uh, is not normal. And it's easy for me to say, I'm not saying that she wasn't indoctrinated and she didn't, you know, want to believe that it was good. I mean, I think that's the point. They seduce you into something and then they, you know, pow, switch it up and it's something else. You're like, oh, shit. But I think black people and I could be wrong in this, but I think black people are naturally guarded about certain things. There are certain things I wouldn't be a part of. And I'm obviously there was a black girl in this because she told us, but I don't she's not been part of the people who got branded, I don't think. The black girl was lucky because I don't think that guy wanted to have sex with her. He branded a a certain type of girl, basically a really petite, uh, and it sounds like underage, some of these people, um, petite, white, really bone thin type of girl. So I think they have too many episodes, to be honest with you. This probably could have been a really powerful three, three or four episode arc uh, because they fill it with a lot of, um, um, I don't know, a lot of talking and emotions and this guy talking with his wife. And it's like, I get that that you're a filmmaker and you're trying to make it. I guess more like a film because one of the victims was a film director <laughs> is a film director but I just want the the meat of the story and some of the episodes kind of feel fluffy to me because it's a lot of hand wringing and guilt feeling and it's like yeah just tell us what this dude did and what's interesting um they filmed all along it seems it seems like as soon as someone started to be like hey wait they just started filming everything. So that's interesting, too. But anyway, uh, it's we live in a, a culture that's really prone to cult-like behavior. And I think we're looking at that with the, today's uh, Republican Party. I mean, people are completely indoctrinated. You got a president up here who's saying he may or may not leave when he loses. And... Uh, He's wrestling companies away from from uh, owners and forcing them to have different. I've never heard of that in modern America, uh, where he took a company, TikTok, and f- just got rid of the owners because they were Chinese and gave it to Oracle. Well, he didn't give it to Oracle, but Oracle bought it. I mean, he is really letting us know that, A, people are completely indoctrinated uh, in uh, the modern Republican Party, they are in a cult. They don't think for themselves. They don't have enough, I don't know, courage to stand up to him. Wrong is wrong, you know? And it's weird that he gets to get away with so much stuff. And I hope he loses and I hope he goes away. I don't think he's a, a good person. I don't think he's good for the country. Um, and 
he is really showing us how fragile our democracy is. You know, it's just a concept we've held in our minds for the last couple hundred years. You know, uh, there are many countries around the world who are monarchies, who are dictatorships, and they look at us and they think we're crazy because people aren't smart enough to know what to do. They're not smart enough to think for themselves. And it's almost like we are, you know, showing that that they're right because <laughs> we won't stand up to this guy, you know. And, uh, yeah, if it, I mean, if it comes down to it, would people fight to get him out of there? It's just fascinating. I mean, he's been the worst thing that's really happened to us, but it, in a sense, the best, because it makes you realize how fragile this situation is. You know, it's just a concept. And it's like stoplights. What if people just decided, mm, I don't want to do stoplights, which happens quite a bit in St. Louis City, by the way. Um yeah, it's red, but I don't care. <laughs> just what if people just stopped participating in the rules and in modern society and decided they just wanted to do their own thing? Um, we exist by the, on the basis of our cooperation. And um, when you've got someone who doesn't want to cooperate, who wants to do his own thing, he's clearly not uh, completely there. There's something... I don't know what is going on in his brain, but, you know, but people, I drove through a neighborhood over the weekend and it was giant Trump signs, like the biggest Trump signs I've ever seen. Um, And it's scary because those people don't believe there's anything wrong with him. They think that he's normal and a great president. And I'm not sure what they connect with, but I don't know. I think we're at a very critical juncture in our nation's history. And I'm I'm really tired of everybody sitting behind their computers or on their phones and you know everybody's just so engaged and so focused and they keep uh, you know regurgitating the stuff they read and posted and pasted everywhere and you know if you watch that documentary on Netflix this is how you get in a bubble. This is how you get indoctrinated. I'm not saying there's not some indoctrination on the other side. Um, I'm not a fan of the Democrats either. I, I pers- especially in local races, I'm completely lost as to who I'm supposed to vote for. Um, there's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to be a downer, but I really don't understand how this is going to play out. I do have faith. I'm a woman of faith. I pray and let's just you know, hope for the best, man. And I'm really hoping he loses and goes away, which I feel like he he might. But he's a wild card. He's that weird uncle, man, that everybody says, don't be alone with him. (laughs) That's that's Trump for me. Uh, There's a lot about him I find completely charm free. His family are a bunch of scammers. They're all they're all just so questionable and shady. And uh, yeah, that's just how I feel about that. If you do some reading, it's like, ugh, these people are not good people. But there's something that regular Americans who are fans of theirs are aspiring to based off of them. There's something aspirational about them to to the people who are fans of theirs. And I just I can't understand what that is. It feels like a complete cult indoctrination. And because I'm watching this 
not it's not awesome. I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's worth watching, but they they have way too many episodes. We're on like four or five episodes. I was like, some of this stuff could have just been wrapped up in in two or three episodes. Certainly the first episode was way it had no meat in it. Um because we know this guy's not a great guy because he's we know he's been indicted so I don't know that's just my two cents on that at the end of the day you can't stress out about all this stuff I mean Breonna Taylor people I mean I have some super liberal friends and they are looking at to me to comfort them and you know the reality is a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement is focused on men it just is and uh, the fact that we know her name is cold comfort, but the fact that that case came out is a is a small win, you know, because the sheer number of black women that are missing and murdered and sex traffic that no one talks about ever, um, you know, it's a, it's a win that we even know the Brianna Taylor story, sad as it is. And, um, I don't, I don't know what the circumstances would be, um, that could justify this. I'm not an expert. I didn't watch all the videos. I don't, I'm not privy to any inside information. Um, but when a prosecutor doesn't feel like there are enough charges, that's, I know it makes people upset. So I don't know. Uh, some cases I can speak on because it just seems like, okay, but this one, I I don't, they were in the wrong, who's accountable for that? They were in the wrong apartment. Um, there's just so much that needs to be fixed. It really is. And then you have the, the election going on and you got COVID and you got all this other stuff. I mean, like I said, I get it if people aren't okay. It's okay to not be okay in 2020 because this feels like a make or break year for for a lot of things. And I hope it's not your sanity. Please take care of yourselves and get help if you need it. If you're sad, I get it. You know, if you have depression um, or just feeling overwhelmed, uh, please reach out and get the help that you need. There are people out here who want to help you, who can help you. Um, and there's no shame in that. I know more than one person who's like, I, well, I'm i getting in therapy or I just got into therapy um, because this can be overwhelming. All of a sudden, you're teaching your kids at home. You're trying to keep your relationships afloat. You're stuck in the house. Um, you know, a lot of people are still going out and everything, but there's a lot of health risk in that. And nobody wants to get sick. And there's other st- stuff that can make you sick, you know. So it's a lot. It's been a it's been a lot packed into this year, and it's sort of and then the culmination of all the you know four years of crazy town with Trump. Listen, it is an interesting interesting space to be in, and you know let's just get focused. Don't forget what our goals are, individually, personally, professionally, and uh, you know let's just hang in there. Like I said, I hope the guy loses and I hope he goes away and I hope it's uneventful. I'm sure he'll make a two hour speech. I mean, I'm just not sure why people are into him. But the best way to find out your information and make your own decisions is not through social media. It has really made everything a million times worse. 
And if you watch the documentary, The Social Dilemma, which I think I was trying to bring up a few minutes ago, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, these are the people who built and created social media platforms. And they avoid them like the plague. So I try to stay logged out as much as possible now. Um, You know, there's a reason why they want you on there. And that algorithm doesn't give a shit about your feelings or (laughs) or your sanity. They don't care. I had to tell somebody yesterday, just unplug. Just take a few minutes off of that shit. You don't need to be completely immersed in this to be quote-unquote woke or conscious or, you know, whatever. I mean, a lot of us are, are losing our sanity at the expense of trying to, you know, be on top of all the injustices in the world. It's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. You, you you can't help anybody if you're fried. So take care of yourselves. Try to stay with it. Try to stay focused and just stay lovely. I appreciate you guys listening. We've had a surge of listeners. Um, it's been very, very wonderful to share just this bizarre year with you guys. <laughs> and um, thank you. I you know, the fact that this, these messages resonate with you in any way, uh, whether you agree or disagree. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about discourse. I know we live in a world where you're supposed to cancel everything that you don't agree with, but the reality is we function much better in us as a society when we can have discourse and talk and, you know, converse about the topics, you know, and as long as we, um, keep the lines of communication open, we're, we're going to be okay. It's when I got to, you know, disconnect from you because you don't agree with everything I say. That's the problem. And that's social media. So I think the shit should be called unsocial media because it's really messing people up. But that's a topic for another day. Please be well. Please take care. Talk to you soon.